Hey everyone, and welcome to the South Carolina Grower Exchange Podcast. Every week, agents, specialists, and growers from around the state chat about what's happening in the field and discuss the latest crop weather, insect, disease, and weed issues, as well as timely reminders and information related to fruit and vegetable production in South Carolina. Remember, you can read weekly field updates and register for upcoming events by visiting the SC Grower blog at scgrower.com. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the South Carolina Grower Exchange. We've got several agents from different parts of the state with us this morning, so we're just going to give a little bit of a field crop update for you. Um, Carrie Roach is with us. She's in the upstate. Carrie, I'll let you go first. Give us your give us your observations from what's going on in your area. Well, probably the most exciting thing right now is that it's it's raining as we record mm-hmm. this. So that's pretty exciting. Um, the last week has been insanely hot and dry, uh, just like most of the rest of the state. So thankfully that comes with a silver lining um, that the disease pressure has been fairly limited, but the insects have been pushing on. So uh, market gardeners are you know, starting to fight for us, some of the early season stuff, um, having to water like crazy. Um, apples are coming along pretty nicely. Um, probably going to be putting out when this rain stops um, later on, later in the week, maybe over the weekend, um, thinking about putting out another cover spray uh, after the rain to protect from disease pressure at this point. But other than that, things are pretty good. Like I said, it's just been hot and dry. It's still pretty early for us. So we haven't had too much to fight off yet. So you said the apples are coming along. So how how is it looking for the apple crop this year with those early freeze events? Or y'all weren't y'all weren't developed enough for it to really hurt them this year? Or? So thankfully we had um, we did have some damage, but it's more of it was more of a thinning issue. Mm-hmm. And some of the early season mutt stew got hit pretty hard. Um, so we may not have a whole lot of those. Uh, but for the most part, they were early enough. We think that it, they made it out, which when you look at the chart and the temperatures, it really doesn't make sense for the length of time that they were as cold as they were. Um, but I, we're not, we're not questioning it right now. We're just thinking that we have a good good crop load. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, that's, that seems to be the same with, with a lot of the crops, but I'm, Glad to hear that it looks like we'll have some apples from South Carolina this year. Uh, thanks, Carrie. Um, Bruce, how about how about an update from the PD area? The uh, so you know about like everywhere else, being dry. Um, you know, have been starting to get a little bit of a little bit of uh, rain, but it's uh, you know it, we we need quite a bit uh quite a bit more the um strawberries um i'm not i don't know how much longer that we've really got on strawberries i'm, I'm hoping 
maybe a couple of weeks, but you know, they, I know some strawberries really took uh, took a hit from the heat that we had the other day. So uh, basically, just just trying to evaluate them right now and uh, trying to give somebody, you know, some growers a, an idea about how much longer that they've got to pick. The um, but uh, one thing I have seen strawberries quite a bit uh, over the last couple of weeks is uh, a lot of ribs. Uh, you know, and, and the thing of it is, they're, they're coming to season. You know, and, and so you know, the damage that they're that they're going to have right now is, uh, you know, is is pretty much, you know, really, you know, it's it's not going to bother that much, uh, you know, because it's primarily, you know, flowers, not so much fruit. And so the, um, you know, any damage that they're going to cause is basically going to be, you know, damage to fruit that that is going to be way past, uh, you know, our, our realistic season. So, um, but, you know, quite a bit of, uh, quite, a, quite a bit of thrips activity, mm-hmm. which is a little, a little troubling for, uh, you know, maybe looking at muscadines because, you know, muscadines are just starting to bloom. And if we've got this much uh, thrips activity uh, right now, uh, you know, they're really prone to, uh, you know, potentially, you know, some, some damage from, from thrips. Uh, you know, I, I'm telling everybody just to be real vigilant about, you know, keeping an eye on their thrips activity as well as, you know, the aphids uh, right there around the flower clusters as well. So, um, but other than that, um, you know, most everything else, it looks like it's, it's pretty good. It's come along okay. It's, uh, you know, vegetables are looking okay. They definitely need, you know, they need water. Um, but you know, other than that, everything look is uh, looking pretty good. All right, thanks, Bruce. Justin, how about how about your area, the Midlands? Well, just like everybody, we're dry and doing rain dances over here, just trying to get some of that rain that Carrie's bragging about in the upstate. Um, uh, just like Zach said in the little blog thing this morning uh, some crops have been loving the heat um, squash and zucchini we're picking those now and they look really good uh, cucumbers won't be too terribly far behind that tomatoes are doing really well uh, brassicas are growing super fast um, strawberries similar to what bruce said we're definitely looking at the last couple weeks uh, if it gets really wet and stays wet then that could bring our strawberry season to a close a little faster. Uh, we're still seeing some mites here and there, uh, but at this point, we kind of need to think about how long we're going to keep picking. And uh, we might not have time to recoup the cost of a miticide application at this point. So need to be wise about that. Um, that's about the biggest things here. Um, I'll go ahead and my area of the other side of the Midlands, um, again, echoing what everybody has said, except for it looks like this morning, it looks like Edgefield might get a little bit of stormy weather. So, um, hopefully, uh, we get some rain. Um, we have had a couple hail events out of the storms that have come up in the last few weeks. So hopefully no more of that. Um, surprisingly, not a lot of damage from that, but but it has been around um, watering everything like crazy, 
um, having to put water to the peach trees, focusing on the ones that are right at harvest. Um, you know, those are the ones that we focus on when we're having to push water to them. And um, there's there's a lot more peaches out there, just like Carrie was saying with the apples. Um, I guess timing of everything just worked out really well. Um, so the early varieties definitely were a little shorter. Um, our flavor riches were pretty much done picking those. Some of the um, smaller farms um, that pick for baskets, they're still picking some of those, but the packers pretty much wrapped up flavor rich and moved to some of those other like mid season um, varieties. And those are looking good, um, got good size to them. We're just hoping that the price at the market stays good because um, it does look like some of the later varieties got a little more damage than we had originally thought, but we're still kind of keeping an eye on that just for like split pits and things like that. Uh, another issue that we've seen is um, like inking or just discoloration on the skin of the peach. And it, it kind of goes back and forth about what exactly causes this. And we don't know 100% what exactly causes this, but um, it seems to kind of correlate with um, copper applications followed by rain events, things like that um, kind of tend to bring it on. So we are kind of seeing that show up and that doesn't hurt the taste or the flavor or anything, just cosmetically, it brings the peach down to, um, in some cases, down to a number two um, instead of a number one at market. But just keep an eye on that kind of stuff. And our um, bacterial spot seems to be starting a good bit earlier this year, just from some of the varieties that we've been tracking that are heavy on that. Um, it seems like we're about three weeks ahead this year um, in varieties. So don't really know why, because we haven't had like a crazy wet season, but uh, again, I guess just a perfect storm um, during that pit hardening stage. But strawberries probably have a couple more weeks left on that. And just like what Justin said, we're just watching the weather. If we do get a, rain, a lot of rain this week, um, that'll probably wrap things up for all of that. Uh, Zach, how about, how about your area of the Low Country? And I'll put y'all on the spot. Zach has a, Zach has a guest with him um, in his office this morning. So uh, I might let y'all, or maybe just Zach, I won't put everybody on the spot, but um, Zach has an intern, and you might not know that about some of us, but some agents end up with a get lucky enough. I don't have a summer intern, but um, some agents get a summer intern that get to help out um, with some field work and work on extra projects um, through the summer. So Zach's got an intern with him this morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. Yeah, I, um, I have an uh, intern this summer. Name's Maya been with me a week and I've not run her off or she hasn't quit yet. So that's uh, encouraging. Um, but yeah, she's helping me with some field projects this summer. We've already uh, been out at some strawberry farms and sampled for cyclamen mites. Um, we did some bacterial spot sampling for a survey we're doing with the uh, University of Auburn. It's part of a three-year study. They're looking at how bacterial spot changes in tomato fields um, 
in season and then from season to season based on spray pressures. So it's a really cool study that we're involved with, but she is now a bacterial spot um, expert and can, can identify right. really well now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so one accomplishment down for the summer. So I'm really glad to have her. We're also going to be looking at some duckweed, uh, which is a pond weed, uh, but we're going to be do, doing some collecting it and doing some experiments to see if it can be used as an alternate source for fertilizer um, or possibly a crop stimulant. So we, we don't know, but that's why you do experiments to kind of figure this stuff out. So she's a wildlife biology major, so it's kind of a good intersection between wildlife biology and, and uh, horticulture or agriculture. So those are her projects. Um, out in the field, I've seen a lot of powdery mildew uh, lately on squash and zucchini. Um, I thought I found downy mildew last week on squash, uh, but I took it to Dr. Kineth and we confirmed that it was powdery mildew, which is just kind of some odd looking symptom. It looked a lot like downy, but it was actually powdery. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing for our growers. Powdery is manageable. Downy is a little less manageable. I would encourage all growers to go just um, do a search on your internet for downy mildew pipeline. And you can see where downy mildew has been found and how recently it has been found. Um, typically when we see it in South Georgia, it's either already in Charleston or the low country or it's fixing to be here. So um, luckily there's no reports as of now in South Georgia, um, but between now and about the first or second week of June is when it shows up every year. So we need to be out in the field scouting. We need to be cognizant that it's coming and probably putting down some preventative uh, measures uh, to make sure we don't get downy. Um, Tomatoes look great this year. It's a really, really good um, year for tomatoes. We had a good crop um, set this year. I have seen some um, tomato spotted wilt virus and other viruses in the tomato crop. Um, and I'm assuming that's because insect pressures are a little higher because we've had so many warm um, days without rain and that sort of thing. I've seen a lot of uh, aphids, um, especially in the melon crops. So, you know, and they could be vectors of disease. So aphids, thrips, you know, white flies, all these things are vectoring these uh, viral diseases. So just make sure you're out scouting, stay ahead of those things. And just like everybody else, strawberry crops winding down, I would guess seven or 10 days is, is all we got left down here. So um, I think that's everything. What do you think, Maya? I think that's it. That's it, that's a wrap. Thank you for that, guys. Not to put you on the spot, but I think uh, it's always interesting to hear what projects uh, interns are working on um, and that we even have them. But uh, And Justin um, put in the little chat box here that there's a link um, to that IPM pipeline on our um, resources page on the, on the blog. So if you're looking for that, you can check it out there. Yeah, I think the link is titled CDM forecasting or something like that. Okay. Double check. Yeah, it's titled Cucurbit Downy Mildew Forecasting. Perfect. All right. So, yep, check that out um, so you can keep an eye out of where that's moving along. And Rob? You there? Good morning, everyone. Apologies for my delayed joining the meeting this morning. No problem. We didn't, uh, you know, y'all just 
you and Andy slid right in. So that's that's great. We're gonna have a good update this morning. But yeah, we were just talking about Keith Herbert. So I'm sure that you have um you have a good update on all that for us. I was I was actually just in some fields of watermelons and cantaloupes this morning. Um, we are fi we're finding very low levels of disease right now uh, in our cucurbit crops. What I am suggesting to growers with cucumbers, in spite of downy mildew not being found yet, is an early application of Bravo uh, to act as that protectant, as Zach was saying, to make sure that we can try and develop an effective window for future applications and just manage that disease before we come in. Obviously, with our watermelon crops, we've been spraying every seven to 10 days. If a watermelon crop goes without a fungicide for about seven to 10 days, then you are going to be looking at getting some degree of disease in. So our mixtures and patternings have been uh, rotating chemistry to try and prevent that uh, powdery mildew coming in, gummy stem blight coming in, and also to help build that window for application for downy mildew. At the moment, our insect levels are looking good, our disease levels and pressures are looking good. Given the forecast for rainfall, that may change. So, uh, like I say, the fungicide applications are going to be increasingly important as we go forward further into the summer. And as Zach was saying, um, downy mildew had appeared by this point last year in cucurbits. We expect to see it sometime in any time in the next two weeks. And I did hear of a report this morning about a, a, an unconfirmed report of downy mildew in South Georgia. So likelihood is it's on its way. Strawberry crops, as with everybody else, I would estimate seven to 14 days left on those crops, um, given the temperatures that we've seen and cessation of flowering. But other than that, crops are looking very good. Um, we've got good volumes of squash, uh, peaches, uh, blueberries, you name it, we've got things coming into market right now. And looking at it, I would estimate we're about 14, day, 14 to 21 days away from some of the very early watermelon crops from South Carolina as well. All right. So look, looking very positive in the low country right now. Awesome. Thank you for that update, Rob. And Andy? Oh. Oh, sorry. One more thing, as we're starting to look at terminating some crops, particularly strawberries, given the prices of fertilizers that we're currently seeing, um, I'm strongly suggesting that growers look into planting a legume summer crop to fix some additional nitrogen ready for fall crops to potentially reduce that reliance on chemical fertilizers. So that, that could be a really good way of mitigating some of these very high fertilizer costs. Yeah. Very beneficial as well. Absolutely. All right, thanks, Rob. Andy, what you got going on in your area of the upstate this this past week? Hey, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we're still in major drought. Um, we didn't get much rain. We're starting to get a tiny bit now, but um, really in need of rain. We are picking flavor rich. We just got started, and peaches good. Um, Crop looks okay. The size is not as good. The taste is excellent, but the, the size is not as good as what we'd like. Mm -hmm. um, growers are concerned about the volume being able to be moved because the market prices are so high. I think it's $35 a half right now, which is kind of ridiculous. But um, 
strawberries, just like uh, Zach said, and uh, we are just about finished with it. The heat has really taken its toll on it. We're finding um, bacterial canker. Um, even though it's dry right now, I guess what we're seeing is just early infections um, from earlier on um, in peach and in uh, chestnut. Um, we're planting uh, sweet potatoes now. Uh, we, we're getting our tomatoes, our tomatoes are still being planted as well. We're just starting flowering there. Um, I had to put out, uh, we've got a grape trial. I had to, because it's so dry, I had to put out emitters and uh, drip irrigation on it on Friday because we're just getting to the point that the plants were actually starting to wilt. And, um, you know, we were concerned about long-term damage from drought. So uh, had to do that on Friday last week. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more of this rain. It'll keep on coming. I know everybody's needing that. So but that's about it for me. Thank you. Thank you for that. And great, great update. Thanks to everybody for joining in. We had all the areas of the state this morning. So um, again, a reminder to um, check out the SC Grower blog for um, written field updates every week. Uh, we put those out every Monday. Um, well, sometimes on Tuesday if we get a holiday every once in a while, but um, those are weekly field updates and um, they kind of coincide with what we chat about here on the podcast. So we appreciate you tuning in and we appreciate you reading those blog posts that we do. Um, again, thanks to all the agents for taking the time to give a little update for us this morning. And if nobody's got anything else, we'll continue with our rain dances for the rest of the day and hopefully bring some moisture to all areas of the state. And thank you guys. Have a good week. <laughs>